Getting great car and home insurance from State Farm at a surprisingly great rate? Well, that's like drafting a player that becomes an all-pro. The real deal. State Farm agents provide personalized service so you can customize your insurance to fit your needs. Like a GM putting together their very own roster. You need a team that supports you, and State Farm's got a great one. In addition to agents, the award-winning mobile app helps manage coverage, pay bills, file claims, and more. With the great price and even greater service, State Farm goes from strength to strength. Choose insurance that always brings its A-game. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is brought to you by Heineken. Heineken original lager is made with pure malt and their famous A-yeast, which makes Heineken an all-season, all-the-time kind of beer, and especially when it's football season. Once the weather starts to dip a little bit and the, 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 the leaves, they start to get crispy under your feet, you know that it is time to enjoy football, friends, and family with an ice-cold Heineken. And pick up a pack or have it delivered today. And as always, remember, please drink responsibly. All right, time to start the show. You know what time it is. It's the Ringer NFL Show Tuesday edition alongside my guy Ryan Chazier. I'm Cole Wright. And Ryan, before we start digging into the meat and potatoes of the week that was and look ahead to next week, uh, you get that Xbox, man? Yeah, you know, I got it, man. I I had to I had work to uh, pull some strings. I ended up figuring out a way to get it. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy today. So you're mad, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I ain't going to lie. Uh, I, I had uh, I mean I'm in a few Madden leagues, and this week, like probably like two days ago, I had to quit out of one of my Madden leagues because I was just so frustrated with this Madden, because Madden is just so unrealistic sometimes. Like I like I I would love just to get an opportunity to be over there and just talk to them about the gaming, you know, because I feel like I have a lot of insight. But I was so mad I didn't do this since high school. I threw my controller and slammed it and broke it, and um. So I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to leave this league. And and a lot of guys like, yeah, I made Ryan quit. And I'm like, no, it's just accumulation of events. And I was just like, I had to back out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I literally blew up my controller and um I had it's in a it's in a garbage can right now because I can't use that one anymore. All right, maybe I'll have to get in touch with some of the guys over at Madden because you know, I, I went down to Orlando and they, they had me audition for that the halftime dude on the Madden games. And uh Ryan, as you see that you've been playing Madden. I'm not the halftime dude on those Madden games. So uh, <laughs> you, you know how that went. Nicest player when it comes to the, comes to Madden. Best player in the league that gets out, gets down on the paddle. Hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, I think he just won an event. I think uh, it was like all the players in the league went against each other like a tournament for COVID or something like that. I think Hollywood Brown ended up winning the whole tournament. I heard he's a pretty good a pretty good player. Um, the still has got a few guys that are pretty decent on the game. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of guys that played the game um, for the Steelers that we played against, we played normally like basketball versus each other. Okay. Well, we're gonna try to set up a, a maybe a matchup on on the on the paddles between you and Hollywood Brown on Madden. We'll, we'll see if he has that new Xbox or not. But in the meantime, for those that are new to the show, what do we do here? We will take a look through a player's lens. Ryan, he's gonna offer up his thoughts, and we as we navigate the league and as well as those podcast waters. And uh, every single week, we have a, our depth chart, our playbook, our mic check. All staples here on the show. Today, we're even going to take a social timeout to see how fans on Twitter feel about when they want to ask you a few questions, Ryan. That, that's what you're there for. You offer those yeah. answers up, and uh, yeah, we're going to get to that. And uh, we'd like to just get the pulse of the fans. It's what we do here on the Ringer NFL Show Tuesday edition. Uh, first things first, though, before we dive really deep, as we know, 
There have been some COVID tests that have been associated with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans now shut down. They're taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, but we know they got a, a close shave of a win versus the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, that was a 31-30 to victory. But now Minnesota, Ryan, they have to shut things down as well. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's crazy that Minnesota has to shut down. At, at the end of the day, they didn't test for COVID. Obviously, you're playing against guys that have COVID. But I think that just, you know, a lack of responsibility. I'm not going to say that. For Tennessee, you know, at the day, you can get COVID just doing anything. But some guys just got to grow up. You know, guys in the NFL really haven't tested for COVID the whole year. And and I don't know what's going on over there in Tennessee, but they just got to keep a, tight, a tighter rope on it. Um, I'm kind of upset that they're going to have to go against the Steelers or mess up the scheduling um, this year. Because I heard there might be buys. I heard there might be different scenarios that might be going on. I feel if somebody gets COVID and – and they're playing against another team, I think that should be like an automatic win for the other team, mm. you know, because we did our job. <laughs> You're not doing yours, you know? So I think I think the Steelers deserve a free dub this week, but I don't think that's how it worked. What, what if it was uh, maybe the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens this week? Would you still think that the team that's on the other end deserves that automatic win? I mean, I know they're taking on the Steelers, so automatic wins, they do sound nice to you, I'm sure. No, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not biased. I'm not that biased, <laughs> you know. And they, if if the Steelers get something, I want everybody to get it. So if you if you're gonna test for COVID and you're playing against the Ravens, Cincinnati, uh, Browns, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I feel like everybody just should be as safe as possible. And now, you know, normally you have a seven day or fourteen day quarantine, and you can't do that within the season. So it kind of messes up the flow of the the season for some teams, you know. And I feel like. If you're inconveniencing other teams because of what's going on in your locker room, I feel that's why you should get the free dub. So it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, what about what they do like Major League Baseball? How about they implement double headers? How about you see the Tennessee Titans play the, an early kickoff and then play on Sunday night football? What do you think about that? I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. The thing is, if they play a, a, a double header, that means somebody else has to play a double header too. Right. You know, so... Um, I don't think the Steelers are trying to play no double headers. I don't think anybody else is trying to play a double header. So... I don't know how they're going to make that work, but yeah. uh, I know a devil header definitely ain't it. <laughs> yeah. That ain't going to work. They're going to be shuffling around those bye weeks. This we know it's going to be <laughs> a, a little tough for the scheduling department, but something tells me that the NFL, they have it all figured out. Now, uh, let's get into it because this week, Monday Night Football, well, we know it was a matchup of the two most recent MVPs, Patrick Mahomes taking on Lamar Jackson. And uh, Ryan, I, I know you like the Baltimore Ravens to come out on top in this one. I, I'm not going to say anything, but somebody I know, they, they picked the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I don't know who that is. Maybe I'll give yeah, a high five when was, I look in the mirror next time. It, it was me. It was me. You know, <laughs> I'm the ball head guy that thought, and I'll mess with you. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought, I thought the Ravens was going to win this game. You know, I'm not a Ravens fan by any means. You know, I, I like the, the organization. They do good things, but I'm not a Ravens fan by any means. But I thought they were just going to run the ball down their throat, you know, and um, the Kansas City defense hasn't showed me anything to make me feel like they were going to play the way they did. They held Lamar to 97 yards passing. Um, I, I don't know how many yards rushing, but in the first the first drive of the game, everybody thought the Ravens about to go down there and just run the ball the whole game. And then Kansas City shut it down. You know, uh, I, I took my hat off to them. You know, they they definitely did what I did not expect. Well, with, with, uh, with Shannon Sh- Sharpshade, uh, my, my homeboy, my homeboy, I think yeah. that's what he my, said. My homie. My homie. <laughs> Hey, 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 my homie trying to get him another championship, man. So uh I'm I'm not surprised. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're they're a different animal, man. Their offense is just a juggernaut. And 
I just feel the the weapons that Mahomes has around him just makes him even a better player. And when you're a good player, you make the players around you better. So I think it's just it re- it's really a testament of what the weapons they have around him and what they can do. Uh, what you think about yeah. this about that game? I, I mean, I, when I watch Patrick Mahomes, I think we're watching that that next generation of quarterbacks, the, those guys who can seem to do it all. I mean, whether or not he he's running the ball or tossing it, and when you say he makes everybody else better. That's the thing about Patrick Mahomes that, that really stands out to me. It's not just his ability to throw the ball I mean, at, at an unbelievable clip. It's the fact that all the touch that he has, the fact he can find McCole Hardman open downfield. He can make Tyreek Hill that much better. He can even throw the ball to Eric Fisher. I mean, when, when that jumbo package is installed and you see those big guys and Patrick, like he said, he, he almost forgot to check in and call himself an eligible receiver, but he makes everybody better. And I think that's what we're seeing with all these other quarterbacks, whether it's it's Russell Wilson or or Kyler Murray or even, even Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson knows what does he have to do? He has to improve, especially when you watch a guy on the other sideline do what Patrick Mahomes did. I mean... It, I mean, we talk about all these MVP front runners right now, and everyone's talking about Russell Wilson, who I'm, I'm fully on board with, and Aaron Rodgers. But I think a lot of people forgetting about the cat that won the award two years ago and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the business end of a hammer, no doubt about it. What Tyreek Hill and those guys said, not one, not two, not three. Man, they coming for championships, man. Yeah, I don't are. think, I honestly don't think Mahomes give a damn about no MVP if he win a championship. You know, winning the MVP is just, uh, you know, a tip to the hat of winning the championship because at the end of the day, people win MVPs all the time and don't win nothing, you know? So uh, the it's an ultimate team game, and at the end of the day, they're trying to win championships. But yeah. the thing is, I knew once the Ravens got behind in this game, it was a wrap. And I'm not saying that because I know all the stats. I just know from playing football and just watching teams, the way that they built the Ravens was to build it to play with the lead. They didn't build it to play from behind. Lamar's a great quarterback, awesome quarterback, but he's he's a better quarterback when he can run the ball, he can control the clock, he can control the possession of the game. And I feel that Kansas City took that away from them. And I was telling my wife last night, I'm like, Michelle, they're down 17 right now. All Kansas City is going to do is sit back a little bit and prevent and say, y'all going to have to try to beat me over top because y'all keep running the ball. We're just going to run it too, and y'all not going to have enough time to come back. Because we, if y'all want to just, if y'all going to throw the ball and air it out and pit points up, we can pit it up too. But once y'all start running it, we're going to run it too, and we're going to still be able to pit points on the board. And you don't want to get into a, a, a race for who can get the most points with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's clear that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff is not the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff because uh, <laughs> they'll make sure that they win a game if they have a, a nice, comfortable lead in the fourth quarter. We're going to get to the Atlanta Falcons in just a little bit here. But, uh, you know, you talked about the the fact that this Baltimore Ravens team, they're not built to come from behind. And Kansas City, we know that they are, right? We saw them come back time after time after time last season in the postseason and especially in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was the ultimate comeback victory. And with Patrick Mahomes... His team may be down, but they're never out. That's one thing we do know. No, that's 100%. You know that they're never going to be out. You know they're always going to be in the mix. And you, he just has weapons around him. And the fact that they have uh, E-Laird out now too, the, the running back, man, it's just another weapon that you gave them that fits their scheme. They didn't need a power back. They didn't need somebody that's going to, I want 30 carries. He comes in there, you give him the ball, he might take 15, he might take 20, he might take 10. Whatever you give it to him that week, he's going to go in there, 
take advantage of it. He has a rotation of backs, but he can also run angle routes. He can also run wheel routes. He can also run post routes at the running back position. So that's another mismatch that he has. And then he has the two fastest guys in the NFL. Then he has another fast guy named Sammy Watkins, who is their possession receiver, which is crazy because he's not really a possession receiver. And then they have Travis Kelsey, who is the true, true possession receiver. So you can't you can't double anybody and you can't cheat on anybody. And then once you want to do that, Mahomes can just do whatever he wants. And this is the kind of debate I get in when it comes to Mahomes and, and Lamar. Like, their two offenses are totally different. L- Lamar's offense is, all right, we're going we gonna to lean on Lamar's legs. We're going to lean on Mark's legs. We're going to lean on J.K. legs. And then when everybody is expecting us to run, we're throwing it to uh, Hollywood Brown. And Hollywood Brown, he's, he's solid for them. But he's not a solid number one because you know Hollywood is going to catch a go route. He's going to catch a post route. He might catch, uh, you know, a little now route every now and then. He, but he 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 runs all the routes. But he's not the guy that you want to go in there and take a hit from Bobby Wagner. He's not a guy you want to go in there and take a hit from a big linebacker. And I feel that Kansas City has all those weapons. They have two number ones. I know Travis Kelsey is not a receiver, but he's a number one. They have Tyreek Hill. They have a Hardman. You know, and then even their backup receivers are just as good, too. And I feel in in their offense, Hollywood Brown will be a number two or three option. If you take Sammy Watkins and pay him on the Ravens uh, offense, he'll probably be their number one right away. You know, so I just feel that he doesn't have the same amount of weapons that Lamar has. But even, even though he does have good weapons, he still doesn't have the touch Mahomes has, you know? So I feel Lamar is a great quarterback. He's a great overall football player. But when it comes to just the touch that you're trying to put on the ball, yeah. I feel Lamar Lamar got him on that. And it's funny, you may mention a Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, the, one of the reasons that th- this Kansas City running game has continued to evolve, it's because of that young man right there. And it's also one of the reasons why we see that LSU took that first L of the season. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Joe Burrow, we, we now we really know how good they were last season for Ed Ogeron and the LSU Tigers. And uh, I know you're not trying to hear any LSU talk, Ohio State Buckeye sitting over there. But uh, and ne- nevertheless, you said, you know, Lamar Jackson, as good as he is, wasn't able to get it done on Monday night. We saw that. He called the Kansas City Chiefs his kryptonite. I mean, 97 yards, not, not what you really want to see from a reigning MVP, Ryan. I'm not I'm not that concerned, though. And the reason I say that is because they went against the Super Bowl champions, and everybody is counting them out. Everybody's saying, you know, Green Bay, I was one of them. Everybody's saying Seattle and, and Tampa Bay. And I, I know they're all in the NFC. But these guys are saying, hey, we pit points up with anybody. I understand our defense isn't where it needs to be at yet, but we're gonna give our our defense time to grow. But and R- that's Ryan, I don't mean to jump you, man, but if you're Baltimore, don't you know? Hey, if if we want to get to a Super Bowl, because that's one of the things that Lamar Jackson said he's all about this season. You know, he he's won an MVP, but now he wants to sip from that cup of victory. But you know, you're gonna face Kansas City at some point when it comes to the postseason, and if you want to get into that Super Bowl. You have to be able to beat them. And last night, what we saw from Baltimore, that's not going to get the job done. I know a lot of teams don't like to do this and don't like to hear this, and players don't like to hear this. And I'm one of them. But they might have to make a big-time trade. They're going to have to get a big-time receiver in there mm. to help them. Because if they don't, it, it's not going to be enough. Uh, Hollywood Brown is a great receiver, but he's not enough. He's not He's not enough to beat them. You know, uh, you know Mark, 
Mark Andrews, he's a great tight end, but he's not enough. And this is all Kansas City is saying. You guys can run the ball every single play and get down there and score a touchdown. Give us two minutes, we're scoring. So they're going to have to understand, they're going to have to be able to to react and score just as fast or just as amount of time or be able to, their defense is going to have to find a way to slow them down because I don't think it's no stop in Kansas City, but I'm not really concerned because I think they just have their number. And, you know, sometimes you you get you get a little luck. You know, they might have the Steelers meet Kansas City in the playoffs and the Steelers' defense is on fire right now. And say the Steelers beat Kansas City or something, and now the Ravens and the Steelers are playing in the AFC Championship. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Steelers, but all I'm saying is they might get that, that a bit of luck or somebody else knocks them off before they even get the opportunity to play them again. You know, because that happens in the, that happens in the NFL. Yeah, when I, when I think of that that Kansas City offense, I think of that that old Jamie Foxx stand up comedy routine. It's it's almost like somebody let let a pit bull in the club. It's like you're walking around like, ooh, is is that your pit? Like, I mean, you can't really <laughs> even stop that Kansas City offense. That's just what they do. Uh, like, like I'm gonna go over this way because uh, yeah, that that offense is coming. Just like that that pit that just walked into the club that nobody knows about. But you know, one thing that that maybe it's just the old school guy in me. But I would have liked to see Lamar Jackson put up more of a fight offensively, you know, more than 97 yards. And I also, I, I would have liked to see him just come out in the plain black turtleneck instead of wearing that, I mean, the WWE championship belt around his neck. I mean, that, that's a little much. I and mean, we, we talked about this before. You got to have outfits for when you win and for when you lose. And I know the outfit didn't say a whole bunch, but that chain, I mean, that just speaks victory. And uh, they, they were not victorious in that one. Man, you know what, what? What is LeBron saying? I'm just a kid from Akron. Man, <laughs> yeah, that boy Lamar is just a kid from Pompano Beach, Florida. Okay. Hey, and I'm I grew up I grew up literally probably five minutes away from Lamar, and I you know I act a little bit different than a lot of guys from Florida, but like where we're from, that's how guys are, and they're not changing for who they are. So I totally understand it, but now nah, that that chain was icy. But that's that's like a statement chain trying to tell people like, hey, I'm here. But he wasn't there. He wasn't there last night. Yeah. He was. He was. He wasn't there last night. But but that chain was there. I yeah. think he was so worried about wearing the chain that he forgot about the game. Yeah, it's almost like when you get that outfit ready. I mean, I, when I was at my first job, I had a, I had a hat, I had a jacket, and I was like, man, I'm ready for this. It was a football Friday live shot, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock this on Friday night. And then it was like, I don't know, 58 degrees, and I was like, you know what? I'm still going to rock this on Friday night. I wore the hat. I wore the coat. I mean, I'm sure I was sweating all underneath, but I feel like sometimes those guys, they just get it in their mind. And this is what I'm going to wear, win, lose, or draw. And then that's just how how it goes down. I definitely had that before. I wore something. I'm like, man, I don't give a damn what the weather is right now. I'm wearing this. (laughs) Like, hey, I already had this picked out. I'm feeling like I'm feeling good. I don't care. I'm wearing this. Okay, like we always said, like Deion Sanders said, man, you got to have an outfit for when you win and for when you lose, because you can't be coming out there wearing that when, when you when you lose. It just don't it just don't look right, you know. Then he's talking about those. It's it's footlong season at Subway, you know. Prime he, <laughs> he keeps his hand in every single bucket that he can possibly keep it in. Now let, let's head over to Twitter for a quick social timeout because we want you to send us your questions at the Ringer NFL at Ryan Shazier at Cole Wright, and if we get some good ones, we're, we're going to answer them right here on the show. And, and this week, our guy Riley. He hit us with a solid one. Ryan, he asked, who would you rather try to tackle in the open field, Lamar or Josh Allen? So I'll, I'll let you answer that real quick, and then we're going to have 
your top five guys that are the toughest to tackle out there in the open field. So who would you rather tackle in the open field, Lamar or Josh Allen? Josh Allen, though, by the way, he's a sneaky big dude. You know, that, I ain't gonna lie, that's, that's a little spicy. Who would I rather tackle mm-hmm. or who is easier to tackle? Okay, Either one. Give, give us both. Because I'm not going to lie. I feel tackling in open field, Josh Allen would probably be easier to tackle. But I would rather tackle Lamar because then you're like, hey, I got him on the ground. Lamar, he's the type of guy you like, he's going to try to make somebody miss. He, Lamar's the type of guy who's going to try to make you look stupid out there. He, he, He's trying to embarrass guys out there. And I don't blame him. It's football. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm a better athlete than you. I'm going to show you. Um, but I, I feel the easier tackle would probably be Josh. He's a big dude. He can stiff arm you. He's solid, strong dude. He's fast. But I feel Lamar is he's super fast and super quick. And that makes a that's a dangerous combination for trying to tackle somebody in the open field. Yeah, you try you're trying to tackle Josh Allen. You got all arms and legs coming at you, trying to tackle Lamar Jackson in the open field. That's like trying to catch water in your hands, man. Yeah, he's gonna sneak out of there more times than not. Yeah. Trying to tackle Lamar Jackson is trying to steal the ball from Steph Curry. It ain't happening. Okay. Like, All right. That, that makes a whole lot of sense, you know, when you give yeah. us that analogy. How about the top five guys that uh, the toughest to tackle out there in the open field? Who are you going with? Let's start at five, man. Work our way down to one. Uh, so five, I'm going to go with Josh. Okay. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. You know, he's solid. He's a big guy. You know, in open field, he's stiff-armed guys. He, he's hard. He's like, he's like a big Ben when he was younger, but he's a lot faster. Okay. You know, he stands in the pocket, solid guy. He pushes off D linemen, you know, gets solid yards, but he's he's faster. Four, four, I'm gonna go Kyler. Ooh. I feel Kyler, hey, he's my future MVP, you know. Um, I, I just feel that he gets spicy, he gets spicy behind the line of scrimmage. And then you see him you know, foot fake the guy for the touchdown this week. Like, come on, man. Like he he's super hard to tackle. He's just super shifty. Three, I'm gonna go with my homeboy. Oh, my homie. Okay. It's it's Patrick, not Pat. As his mom, you know, yeah, his mom Patrick. tweeted at, at Lewis Riddick last night and you know yeah. saying it's it's Patrick. His father is uh, Pat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Patrick, my homie. Okay. Because uh man, he just he's just so elusive and he's he's an escape artist. He just gets out of any trouble in the backfield. Like yesterday, he faked the jump pass, went underneath a blocker, then threw the ball to somebody for a touchdown. Like He's out here playing backyard football with, with people. Like, it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the original, like, get out of get out of trouble, baseball star type of guy, I'm going to have to go with Russ. He's, he's just, him, Kyler, and Mahomes are just a problem when it comes to tackling them behind the line of scrimmage. They're, they're, they're so focused on making a play down the field that when, it, when trying to tackle them behind the line of scrimmage, they're just... They do just the slightest moves that you feel are the stupidest moves, but they work, and it 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 just gives them extra space to get a ball to where they need to get it. And you know what's crazy? You talk about that baseball background. It's almost like those dudes are in a rundown on the base pads, and and they're trying to just not get tagged. It's like I'm going this yeah. way, I'm going that way. Hold on a second, let me find this yeah. open play real quick. They they out here playing pickle with people. Okay, <laughs> nice. They out here playing pickle with people. Uh-huh. You know, and then number one, I got to go with Lamar. Lamar, when it comes behind the line of scrimmage, he's dangerous, for sure. But when it comes in the open field, it's no better quarterback in the open field than Lamar Jackson. Because everybody else, they're going to hit you with the slide button, the double X button on Madden. And the thing, Madden makes me mad because it used to be just one X, now it's two Xs. You know, <laughs> you know. now, so it's the double X button on Madden. But Lamar, 
He going to spin on you. He going to juke you. He going to try to run you over. He's not fumbling the ball. So it's, it's super frustrating because as a defensive player, you don't know what Lamar's about to bring to the table when it comes to tackling him. So I'm going to have to go with Lamar as my hardest tackle. But then I have a sneaky in here for you. Who is it? The sneaky guy, I'm going to have to go with Joe Burrow. And the oh. reason I'm going to go with Joe is because he's a young guy and you can see that he he he, he he's foot faking people. He's he's juking people and, and getting away from people and he's, he's making stuff work. He's making it shake. And I think he's going to be a problem in the league. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know how he got my number, but uh, Cam Newton and his barbed wire hat and uh, his scarf that he wraps around the top of the hat, he he just messaged me and he's like, hold on a second. I, I didn't make that top five. No Cam Newton? He, di- he didn't really message me, but no no Cam Newton on that list? Brian, what's up? No, nah, I feel like Cam's definitely a hard tackle, but I feel like behind the backfield, you know, Cam's going to hit you with the Josh Allen. He's going to hit you with the stiff arm. And when it comes to, you know, in the open field, Cam is just going to either run you over or slide. You know, so I don't feel as behind the behind the line of scrimmage, she's as dangerous as Mahomes, as Russell or Kyler. And then in open field, I don't feel like he's as dangerous as as Lamar. And I feel him or Josh Allen, you can choose either one when it comes to open field. Wow. You know, so I like the list, but uh, no Cam, no Big Ben, no Deshaun Watson, no Aaron Rodgers. I mean, all these guys. But you can have some have some explaining to do when you see them on the streets. Nah, you know, I, <laughs> hey. I'm willing to talk to anybody. I'll let you know my opinion. If you don't like it, just let me know. I don't have a problem about it. Hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Absolutely. And everyone out there with your opinion, be sure you keep sending in those tweets when we take our social media timeouts. You can hit us at The Ringer NFL, at Ryan Shazier, at Cole Wright. And like we said earlier, if we get some good ones, we're going to put them on the show and we're going to take a spin around the league as we usually do. But uh, right now, we're going to take a a quick break. But uh, around the backside... We're talking those Seattle Seahawks and Dangerous. Mr. Wilson, we know how good he is. Today's episode is brought to you by Heineken. Heineken would like to remind you that it's time for seasonal beers once again. That's right. Now, if you thought a cold, crisp summer Heineken was something, just wait until you taste the Heineken fall lineup. Is it a new product? Nope. It's just the same great-tasting lager that's perfect for any season. And what better season than football season? Watching the game with your friends and your family. You have a few Heinekens, you enjoy the good times, and everything just seems to fall into place. That's because Heineken Original Lager is made with pure malt and their famous A-Yeast, which makes Heineken an all-season, all-the-time kind of beer. So pick up a pack or get it delivered, whatever your style. And remember, please drink responsibly. The Ringer NFL Show is brought to you by FanDuel. It's week three of the FanDuel Ringer Mega Contest on FanDuel. And make a note, because all season long, you can play the free Ringer Mega Contest on FanDuel. And this is the last week, and you can still get in and still place, because it's not too late, but it's realistically the last week that you can make up some ground. Now, here's how it works. Just pick five NFL games against the spread, including one double-down pick. You get one point for every correct pick, and two if you hit that double-down. Now, FanDuel will add up your score every week. Just finish in the top 100 on the season-long leaderboard to make the postseason and compete for a share of $25,000. That's right, $25K. It's just that simple. And this week, well, my locks, it's got to be Pittsburgh at Tennessee. I'm going with them 28-17 to and Kansas City coming off of that huge Monday night victory over Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going 28-21. They take out New England at the house. And make a note because the top 
100 and make the playoffs to compete for a share of $25,000. Play the Ringer Mega Contest for free every week, only on FanDuel. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Mega Contest to make your picks today. That's FanDuel.com slash Mega Contest. All right, coming back from that break, we just heard our guy Ryan. He uh, he said that Russell Wilson was the second toughest guy to tackle in the open field, and that gets us to our playbook segment because we're talking those Seattle Seahawks, big shays. I mean, come on now. The Seahawks 3-0 and so far, and Russell Wilson, he's throwing hot grits on the league, man. 14 touchdowns through three games. That's the best in the history of the league. I mean, what is there that Russell Wilson can't do? He's dangerous, man. Yep. Like <laughs> dangerous. Hey. Man, I don't know, man. Like the Seahawks are gonna be a problem this year. Uh, you know, through the grapevine, I have some friends out here. Um, I'm not gonna say it's cold because it's not cold, but somebody definitely told me that they think the Seahawks can go undefeated this season. I I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going undefeated. So we definitely know that was not me. <laughs> definitely know that. Hey, no, nah, but I, I think, man, their, their team is solid, man. Their team is real solid. This dude, Russ, is going crazy. He has 14 touchdowns. That means he had two two games with five and one with four. And, like, having a four-touchdown game, that's awesome. A five-touchdown game, that means that you're, you're, like, literally on fire. And, you know, Mahomes did it last night. Everybody's seeing how that looked. And this dude, Russ, is doing it on a daily basis. And the thing is, he probably would have had six if, if Metcalf wasn't jogging into the end zone, yeah. you know, uh, I I think their offense is 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 great. Um, the biggest question mark I have for them is their defense, because when you're playing defense, sometimes it can get tough out there, man. Especially if not not defense, but when you're playing football in general, with basketball and baseball and other sports, you know, you're playing offense and defense, but with football. You have to depend on somebody else. So with the offense playing so well, they have to lean on their defense sometimes, and their defense isn't showing up as much. But they're still 3-0, and so it's letting you know they're, they're doing well. But they're scoring 35 points a game. Like, Russ is going to have to do this all season long. And I scoring 35 points a game is tough, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And then, you know, with Chris Carson getting hurt, I feel Carlos Hyde, he's a great running back. He's going to do well also, but it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's just, it's it's really tough to try to score 35 points a game because I remember when I played for the Steelers, man. Uh, it was one year, I remember the, the offense was like, yeah, we're about to drop 28 points a game, da 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 In the first few games of the season, they they, they scored like 14, maybe 21. <laughs> Like, like, fellas, what, what's up with those 28, though? Yeah, and we're like, what, we, like, what are these 28 points at? Yeah. You know, because, like, you know, the defense, we're going out with the mindset, like, hey, you know, we can we can give up 21 points. You know, if you give up about 17 points a game, 14 points a game, you're going to be the number one in the league. You know, like, that's top, that's that's number one in the league. Like, every, every team averages around over 20 points, almost 15 points a game, you know, or something like that. So if you're if you're stopping people at like 14 points a game, that means you're you're stopping them from averaging around 21 points. So we're like, man, where where are these points at? You know, and and it, it got kind of rough, and we you know it kind of you kind of get a little tension between the offense and the defense. And the thing is, the defense we was like, hey man, we we gonna have to just let them figure things out 
and we're going to have to lean on us for right now until they start bringing these 28 points in. And they end up doing it, but it was a little long, later than we expected, you know. And and I think that's that's what's going to happen with with Seattle down the road. They're averaging thirty five points right now, or I don't know exactly what they're averaging, but they're 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 close to thirty five points. I know, I don't. I'm not super great at math, but I think uh, five times seven is uh, thirty five. And, I'm not uh, great at math either, but yeah, that's that, that's as I check as I check my uh, my answer key, that, that looks to be about correct. That's that sounds about right. And he's he's throwing five touchdowns a game, so they're getting 35. You know, so um, I, I'm I'm not saying that they, I don't think that they can do that all year long, especially when they start playing better teams. You know, so I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. It almost seems Ryan though, like the the Legion of Boom that we once knew that revolved around the, the Seattle defense. Now it seems to be Seattle's offense because, like you said, the defense, n- not as good as the offense. And, you know, you always want to have make sure that, you know, both units are, are at least, you know, in, in the same neighborhood. But, you know, the one thing that does jump off the page is that Jamal Adams, he's a welcome addition to this defensive unit. You know, no, Jamal Adams, he's a huge addition to this defense. You know, he he brings splash all around the mm-hmm. field. He makes he making sacks, getting tackles behind the line of scrimmage. I feel him and Bobby Wagner, they're a great complement to each other. You know, so I think he really is going to bring a lot of uh, uh, versatility to this offense, I mean, this defense. But I still think that they need more help because if they go against an Aaron Rodgers who – has a, a potent offense or Kansas City who has a potent offense, I, I I think it can get tough, you know, because now you're asking Russ to drop 35 points with Kansas City, and that would be one hell of a Super Bowl because they don't yeah. play each other this season. But it's going to get tough because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody can outscore the Chiefs. And they have weapons, but I don't feel like DJ Metcalf, he's an he's a animal. I love him. He's a great player. But I don't think DJ Metcalf is Tyreek Hill. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett is Sammy Watkins. I don't, some people think Tyler Lockett is better than Sammy Watkins. Some people don't. But let me say this. Greg Olsen is definitely not Travis Kelsey. You know, uh-huh. so it just, you know, like, so that's all I'm saying. Like, like he, he probably still going to go to the Hall of Fame and things like that. But I'm talking about as of right now. And when you start playing teams that have the weapons like that, and but their defense might be a little bit better than yours. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts get sticky. But I, I I can see them winning about fourteen games this year. I can see them going about fourteen and two, or you know, I, I'm not gonna say fifteen and one. I'm Ooh. gonna say fourteen and two or thirteen and three. I honestly think them or them or Green Bay are gonna come out of the uh, gonna get the number one seed. Okay. I always feel like thirteen and three for teams that you feel like are world beaters always is is a safe a, a safe prediction because you never want to yeah. predict anyone to go undefeated and then only one or two losses. I mean that almost seems like you're putting the cart before the horse. But the Seattle team, I mean, I, I picked Seattle and Kansas City. That's my Super Bowl, and I'm sticking to it. I mean, every step of the way. But like like you said, that defense that's a question mark for Seattle. You know, there's Bobby Wagner. That there's the man we we're talking about, Jamal Adams. I mean that. There's there's pieces to that puzzle, but it's not that Legion of Boom like we once saw. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a, it's not a Legion of Boom that we once saw, but it, but it depending on Russ, man, and, and Russ Russ is a great guy. He's a great person, and I actually have a, a pretty cool story about him, man. Uh, like if everybody get to just like check out my Instagram and stuff like that, or meet my family in person, everybody know I have two wonderful boys, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I have I have my youngest son. He's he's a little out there. He's he's crazier than my oldest, but his name is Lion. He's almost two. Uh, it was funny because we played uh, Seattle last year, and I, f- I feel like they still should have won that game. They called a that's when they had the PI review for one season uh-huh. and they used it versus the Steelers, which was some BS. But uh, it was funny because my wife was in the suite, and uh, we had a she was in the suite with our kids, and. Uh, I think Sierra had came to Pittsburgh. I don't know if she goes to a lot of away games, but she came to Pittsburgh for that game. And she was in the suite next to my wife. And my son, Lion, he's the most outgoing kid ever. He eats everything. He's the most outgoing kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sierra's like waving at him, talking to him through the window, you know, messing with him, messing around, you know. And he was like playing around too. He's one years old. So like at halftime or something, I think they all met. And she was like, Hey, can I hold him? Can I hold him? Lion literally goes to most people, you know, especially if Michelle's around or I'm around. He's going to go like, hey, 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 go. But Sierra, like Sierra, everybody knows Sierra, the the singer, the the, the superstar. Mm-hmm. This dude is like, nah, like, nah. Like everybody else in the world would have been like, yeah, hey, come hold me. <laughs> this boy was like, this boy was like, nah, hey, hey, nah, not today. And so then, after the game, you know, me and Russ, we was, like, meeting up. And he was like, man, it was nice to meet you, nice to meet your family, whatever. And uh, he prayed for us and just prayed that I'd get better, gave me his number, things like that. And he was just like, uh, if you need anything, just let me know. And I was like, all right, cool. And so then Sierra was like, hey, uh, let me try this again. Hey, Lion, can I, can I like, can I hold you? That boy was like, nah. It was, I'm like. I, I see it this time. Yeah, I'm like, man, this dude, this dude, lying, he acting up. And but it, it's it was so funny because just, just knowing lying, like that's not who he is, you know. Like he he's a really outgoing person. It was just of all people, he did that in Sierra, and that's like my little funny story I had with Russ. And you know, he's a great person, and I feel like he's a great leader. You can see why they win because he's somebody that really cares about everybody around him and make everybody better. And that's why I can see them guys being really successful this season. And the offense literally pushing pushing the team until the defense catch up. Yeah, well, m- maybe Lyon was taking a page out of Russ's book because uh, the last three years now at the Pro Bowl, you know, we're doing interviews on the field. You know, it's the Pro Bowl. E- everyone there is an all-star. And, you know, you're trying to get every quarterback and, you know, every every main position player that, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive the fans to go listen to some of that, you know, post-game and pre-game sound before that, 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 that Pro Bowl gets underway on the Sunday. And a- every single year, I'm like, hey, Russ, Russ, over here, over here. Let's get real quick. And he's like, oh, maybe tomorrow. That, that would be, you know, on Wednesday. And then, oh, maybe tomorrow, that would be Thursday. And then be, as the days start to whittle away, uh, Russell Wilson, he just sne- kind of sneaks off the field, puts his hat down low, and he just walks off. That's how, that's how he's done me every single year. So maybe Lyon was doing that. He saw Russell put that example out there, and he's like, you know what? It's been working pretty well for Russ these past few years, so maybe I'll, I'll do Sierra like Russ did, uh, did uh, Cole Wright out there on, on the field. But who, who knows? But what do you see Seattle doing this year? Because I already said I see them going to the Super Bowl versus Kansas City. So at the beginning of the year, I said that Tampa might go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I said Tampa or Green Bay. So I'm not going to back out yet because Tampa is, what, 2-1 and one now? They had one bad loss yeah. and they're 2-1 and one now. So I'm not, I'm not going to back out on them. And I think, But I think, I think they might play. I think they're going to the NFC Championship 100%. I think they're going to the NFC Championship. I think they might get the bye. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to stick with one of the two NFC teams I had before. And and it's going to either be uh, 
Green Bay or uh, 49ers. I can't I can't back out now. It's too late. Okay. Yeah, you already said it. If you said it, you meant it. You're holding that tongue for no one. I like the way you think right there, but I'm I'm still gonna go with Seattle. They're gonna be playing for a Vince Lombardi trophy, taking on Can- Kansas City. Come on now. Come on now. I'm I yeah. mean I'm sorry, man. I had to do it. I mean, as much as Pittsburgh, as much as I like them, I see them, you know, making that wild card. I, we, we talked about it last week, at least 11, maybe 12 wins, but I still see Baltimore winning the North. And I, I see the Pittsburgh Steelers maybe getting all the way to the, to the AFC title game. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't necessarily see them playing for a Super Bowl championship. I'm sorry, man. I'm do sorry. Do you see the standings right now? Do you see who the number one team in the, in the NFC North is? I do. I do. It's the, it's For the, the first time in a long time. But I also know how good the Kansas City Chiefs are. We saw that last night. You know, we're going to continue to talk everything under the sun right here. We're going to get to our week three likes in just a second. But uh, let's take another quick break because that's what we do around here. This episode is brought to you by Gatorade. For over 50 years, Gatorade has fueled the best athletes to rise to the occasion during their biggest moments. And as a native Chicagoan, all I wanted to do as a kid was be like Mike. So whatever I saw Michael Jordan on the sidelines drinking, you already know that is what I asked my mom to pick up every time she went to the grocery store. And just like Gatorade, the iconic drink for only the best. From young athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows they are the proven fuel of the best best are fueled by the best then now forever nothing beats Gatorade back from paying a few bills time for those week three likes and Ryan we already talked about Aaron Rodgers you said you like him potentially to be in that NFC title tilt maybe a Super Bowl who knows but one thing I do know is you're you're liking the way Aaron Rodgers is playing right now this season yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna take my week three like uh I'm definitely gonna have Aaron Rodgers in the pack they're three and oh you know uh I heard you know and I see that everybody's jumping off sides right now because there's no fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a really deep voice. When you're playing defense, man, it's, it's, and, and it's a really critical situation. Sometimes when somebody has a deep voice and just, <laughs> you know, it make you jump off sides. You know, I'm, I'm a linebacker. I used to always cuss my, my D lineman out. Not cuss him out, but just get frustrated. Like, hey, man, like, you're right in front of the ball. Look at the ball. But, hey. Aaron making people jump off sides to three and no, so I'm, yeah. I'm liking him. Well, one guy I like, man, is Cam Newton. You talked about Aaron Rodgers and that cadence. You know, a guy who's in love with his cadence is Cam Newton. We've heard it before. You know, when you go sound full and you hear all those behind the scenes, Cam, you know, he, he gets after it, and he's been getting after it this year. I know the, the Patriots, they have a loss, but what Cam Newton's been able to do, it, it almost makes you just for a split second forget that Tom Brady's now in Tampa Bay and the Patriots, they, they still continue to win and they're doing it with Cam Newton. And the fact that the Bears didn't take a look at Cam Newton, especially for that price tag, you know, no, no disrespect to Mitch Trubisky or to Nick Foles, but for Nick Foles to be getting paid over $20 million a year and for Cam to be on New England at, at, the, at the bargain basement rate of a million dollars a season plus incentives, I mean, you can see my face right now. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's on the verge of disgust. I mean, Cam Newton, hey, how would he look in a Bears uniform getting after it? I think he'd look fantastic. Hey, the Bears are 3-0, though. Hey. Yeah, but, 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 they, they, but, they're, but definitely the worst, they're definitely the worst 3-0 team. I'm, I'm going to take the 0-3 Texans over the 3-0 Bears, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I would do the same thing, you know, not not to disrespect the Chicago Bears and, you know, my hometown. But uh, if, if I had to go one or the other, Houston Texans versus the Bears, if that was the, the week four matchup, I would definitely take Houston because there's just so many holes right now in the Bears game. Uh, what what else do you like in this week, Ryan? Man, I'm I'm not going to lie, man. Old man Adrian Peterson, what, he 35 now? 
man, seventy five yards with the win on the on the Cardinals, man. I'm, I'm I'm super happy for this dude, man. I remember the first time I met him, man. He damn near cr- broke my damn hand because his handshake. Um, I I didn't know about that, but I, I heard about the folklore after the fact of his handshake. But uh, I'm 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 extremely happy for this dude, man. You know, like people are keep doubting him, and he keep showing them like, yo, I'm. I might be one of the best running backs that ever, not might be, I am one of the best running backs that ever played a game and piss some respect on my name. Absolutely. It's funny you call him old man Adrian Peterson. Sounds like he just chased you out of his yard for jumping the fence and steal some <laughs> apples. Like, oh, oh, is everything all right, Ryan? Like, yeah, man, hold on a second. Old man Peterson just chased me out of his yard. I was, he caught me in the back. Oh, you know, it's just almost how it sounds. But yeah, you know, it, it's a young man's game, that running back position to Adrian Peterson, man. He, he's, right. he's definitely tapped in to that fountain of youth. You know, one thing that, that has me that's hitting that like button this week. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, we just saw the the energy, the zest that he was playing with, uh, you know, down there in, in in Miami with with those Dolphins on Thursday night football. I mean, for this guy to still be in the league, I mean, it, it, I saw someone tweet out that that was the game that makes everyone say, "Wow, why isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick a starter when he plays like this?" He has that game every single year where he just goes out every there year. and gets after it. And you you see how much fun he has playing, and at the end of the day. It is a kid's game, and all these guys out there, they get paid, you know, like a Fortune 500 CEO to play a kid's game. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's having fun at it, man. Can't hate on that. Yeah, no, nah, he's having a good time out there, man. I'm, I'm just happy to see that he's enjoying his time. And, you know, I think he's mentoring Tua. And uh, the Dolphins aren't expecting him to do much. And I think he's just uh, the stepping stone. Not stepping stone, but he just – he just holding the pedestal until they pass it over. Yeah, hopefully once Tua finally does get in, he'll stay healthy because, you know, th- this isn't one of our likes this week, but uh, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. I see uh, I, I see Jalen Hurts being a more successful quarterback in the National Football League than uh, than Tua Tagovailoa, but uh, that's here nor there. That's That was just something I threw in there just for free. Just for free, Ryan. That's what I did, man. Give me your, your last week three like, man. What you got? My last three like, man, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I thought it was amazing that we had the women in NFL. We had two women coaches and a, a women official, man. Uh, uh, Callie Brownson for the Browns. It's kind of crazy. Her name is Brownson. You know, uh, uh, chief of staff. You know, uh, Jennifer King for Washington. Uh, she was on the coaching staff. And then Sarah Thompson, man. She's been an official since 2015. I think it's, it's really showing the movement that the NFL is having in, in all aspects. They're trying to, you know, bring diversity to the game, but also just uh, just try to grow in a bunch of different areas. And I'm really excited to see that that the NFL is really make, uh, committed to change. Absolutely. Between King, Brownson, and Thomas, you know, it, it makes me proud to be able to sit and watch a game and, and, and show my daughter, who's who's eight years old, that, you know, hey, if you want to be able to be a part of this, you can do that. Anything you want to do, you know, there's the ability, there's the avenue for you to do that. That's where the National Football League and every, all the professional sporting leagues are going in this day and age. You know, last but not least, I, I'm, I'm liking Josh Allen. Like we, we talked about it, you know, he's your number five quarterback that you wouldn't want to have to tackle in the open field. And I think a lot of guys right now are jiving with that because what he's able to do with this Buffalo team, you know, a lot of people, you know, my guy, Mike Robinson included, they had some high hopes for Buffalo this season. And right now they're living up to all the expectations. And the, the only problem is, is that the New England Patriots, they're still keeping pace in the division. But Josh Allen and Buffalo and what the, what they're doing right now, it's pretty special, right? Yeah, yeah, he's. Man, Buffalo's going to be a problem, man. And now he has a true number one receiver with Diggs. Him and Diggs, that connection is is potent right now. Diggs is going crazy. I know he's loving it. It's not. It's no more me and Thielen. Thielen's number one. No, I'm number one. And uh, Josh is making sure that he he loves him there. So I, I think I think Josh and Buffalo, mm-hmm. like I said, they're going to win the, a, the AFC East. 
Oh, that's spicy. Spicy. I'm still going to have to ride with the New England Patriots until they are not in that catbird seat, especially with the way Cam Newton's been playing right now. You know, we, we, we see Cam Newton. We know what he does. But uh, all right, let's get now to our mic check because, Ryan, you were the mic linebacker. You know, I, I try to control the mic like uh, I, I hold the microphone like a grudge, like Rakim said once upon a time. And uh, what you do here is you tell everybody some of the stuff that you've been seeing that they might not have seen. And I'm just going to let everybody know what's got me burning this week. And, you know, the, the thing that has me kind of scratching my head and, you know, shriveling up my face is it's Joe Judge and the New York Giants. I mean, the Giants, once again, taking one on the chin. I mean, we see that team, they turn the ball over and over and over again. And Joe Judge right now, he's he just saying that he's trying to put a workman-like team together. He's doing it for the blue-collar crew. Let's have a listen to this. When I think about this area, you talk about blue-collar. You know, people that work blue-collar livings, like, you know, my family did growing up, you just wake up every day no matter the circumstances and you go back to the grindstone. That's what our team's going to do. We're working on building this thing and building this thing the right way for this area, all right, for the families that this team represents. And we're going to come back Wednesday and we're going to work our butts off to get this thing right moving forward. So in terms of the people in the area who want to know the direction this program's going, uh, I can assure you that I take a great deal of pride and I put a lot of personally into this to make sure that the product they see on the field they can be proud of. He's doing it for the blue-collar workers. Uh, I don't think the blue-collar workers are feeling great right now about a 36-9 to loss to San Francisco's junior varsity squad in, in East Rutherford at MetLife. I mean, you go and you take it on the chin like that. We saw how many injuries happened to San Francisco the week before on the same field, and then New York goes out there and gets blasted again. I I think there's a lot of upset blue collar workers right now that, that Joe Judge made that same that comparison because uh like like we were talking about earlier, uh, they only work three days a week and then on Sundays, a blue collar workers, a real blue collar worker, Ryan is putting in that work, bringing their lunch pail seven days a week, if not at least six and a half. Hey, it's it's against the rules in the NFL to work seven days a week. That's that's all. true. That's then, true. I'm just then, being facetious, then, but you know what I mean. Not, so like he says Wednesdays, but they actually work. They go to work on Mondays. They go back and look over the film and things like that. And then Tuesday is their true day off. And then Wednesday is the days when every team in the NFL pretty much goes and actually works through the rest of the week until Sunday. So they, they work about six days a week, you know, six five, five, six days a week. But like, what 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 are people in New York expecting? Like, you couldn't expect them to have a positive record this year. Like their team, they don't have a team that that any anybody can predict to make it to the playoffs. Anybody predict to make it far. And then you lose Saquon, yeah. all a all world running back. Like this man, man, this man better not lose his job. They need to help him build a team because at the end of the day, he he has nothing right now. Like literally, his team is nothing right now. Um, if you're gonna fire this man, you're literally gonna fire him just because how bad he's losing. But you gave him the worst hand in possible. NFL history right now. That's how I feel. Like, like their team is terrible. Yeah, Ben Ben McAdoo and his uh his his sniper glasses and a new slick back haircut and gigantic suits. He he lasted longer. So if 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 uh, Joe Judge can't get at least that kind of uh, runway, then I I think that there might be a problem. But who knows? Daniel Jones needs to limit those uh those turnovers. That's that's one thing that is for sure. In New York, they're fighting for both teams are fighting for the worst. For like they're they're, they're fighting for one and two. In the draft right now. Yeah, both of them not not good at playing tackle football. And uh, last look, that's what they do professionally, <laughs> which is not <laughs> not a great look, man. Not a great look. How about you, man? What are you, Mike, checking on this week? Let everybody at home know what you saw that they didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I think Nick Chubbs is the best traditional running back in the NFL. And when I mean traditional, I'm talking about like Jim Brown. Mm. 
I'm talking about like Jerome Bettis type running backs. Wow. And Nick, uh, you put Nick Chubb in, in, in the bus and Jim Brown's stratosphere already? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he's okay. those guys. Those are Hall of Famers. I'm saying that his running style. You know, nowadays guys are utility backs. They do everything. You know, they're catching the ball out of the backfield. They're they're, you know, doing swing routes and they're they're running post and you know, like Le'Veon started all that type of stuff, like Albert Kamara type backs, you know, but I feel like he's the true, give me the ball, it's third and three, I'm getting these four yards. Mm. I feel like he's that He's that guy. I, I, me personally, I think Derrick Henry, you know, everybody's like, he's the best running back and things like that. But I feel when it comes to give me the ball right now, put the team on my back, I think Nick Chubbs is the best guy at that, me personally. I think he's the best traditional running back, you know, guys in his class, like Fournette, Henry, Connor, Jacobs. Uh, it's not a really big class because nowadays running backs literally do everything. But I feel him and Kareem Hunt are are really killing things over there right now. And I think the best way for the Browns to have a successful season is just the lean on Nick Chubbs, then give it to Kareem Hunt, then you know, put the ball in Baker hand. But I feel that you need to give it to those two guys first, especially Nick Chubbs, then I think that's how they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win thinking Baker is Mahomes. Yeah. Or thinking Baker is Lamar. It's almost he's, like he's, like the Browns could could tap into what we saw the Saints with, with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. You know, you have that guy who's that hybrid, and then you have that that other cat who, who is just going to run the ball, you know, five yards in a cloud of dust like Mark Ingram. Like, that's what yeah. that, that's what Nick Chubb is right now. He's that Mark Ingram yeah. kind of back. But, but I feel he's a better version of, of Mark Ingram okay. of right now. You know, okay. I don't – like, Mark Ingram was pretty good then. I think he went to the Pro Bowl that year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I feel Nick Chubb is a better running back right now than Mark Ingram was. And, and uh, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Okay, from Joe Judge and the, and the blue collar mentality to Nick Chubb being the best traditional back in all the league. That's putting a close on mic check. And that's also putting a wrap on this week three edition of the Tuesday Ringer NFL show. He's Ryan Shazier. I'm Cole Wright. And as always, we're part of the Ringer Podcast Network. And you can follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on the Ringer NFL over on Twitter. And make a note, because every single Tuesday, we're going to hit you with a new, fresh, hot out the kitchen episode. And next, on the Wednesday edition of the Ringer NFL show, it's Warren Sharp and Chris Vernon. They're giving you those week three analytics and some betting insights. They're going to help you put a few extra greenbacks in your pocket because after all who, who doesn't like a little extra cash to make the week go round so for ryan shazier i'm cole Wright. as always it's been a pleasure we'll see you next week right here on a tuesday that's how we do peace